welcome back to Talking Talmud. I'm one of your hosts, Ardana Osband, here with my friend Chabruta and Gordon. Our daf today, Masachi Kitubot, daf Lamed Aleph, page 31. Well, today we're going to get into Hilcho Shabbos. And if those of you remember when we discussed the question of Hotza, of carrying, one of the things that was discussed with Hotza is that there's really two actions with Hotza. It's the lifting of the object itself, and then it's the carrying of the object itself. So as we're still talking about this case of Ravi Nechunya ben Hakana, about stealing forbidden fat and eating it at the same time, are you obligated for eat the theft and also obligated for eating the fat itself? Can you be obligated for two? Because essentially, we usually hold that you cannot be obligated for two punishments at the same time, right? So they bring another case or to sort of compare to. The Amar Rabbi Avin has a reik chait mitzchilat arba lesok arba, Somebody shoots an arrow from the beginning of like those four amot, which is, you know, the area, the distance under which you cannot carry past, to the end of four amot in the public, you know, in the Rashud HaRavim and Shabbat. So you basically performed a malacha of hotzab carrying, and you should get the mita, the, the punishment of beitin, of, uh, 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 of death for violating Shabbat, right? And But at the same time, while you did this, the arrow ripped silk. In other words, it went through somebody's silk. And so the question is, right, for that, you're pator. So in other words, even if you damage somebody's goods with the, with the arrow, you don't have to pay them for damaging those goods because you're high of the more severe punishment of being the halal Shabbat, of doing a prohibited, uh, a, a, a prohibited action. So then the Gemara says, okay, even though the silk was ripped before the, but the silk was ripped before you actually completed, right? The actual labor itself, right? The actual malach itself, because the arrow had not actually come to rest. Okay. Because again, remember we talked about the it's lifting, it's carrying, and then it's also sort of the object finally resting. Okay. And why is that? Because, right? Uh, right? Because lifting is a prerequisite. In other words, once you lift the object, right? In other words, carrying is basically lifting. So once you like shoot the arrow, it's, it, 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 it's that's sort of when the malacha actually starts and that's when you become chayat. So then they want to compare it back to So here too, the lifting of the fat is a prerequisite for eating it, right? So maybe you know, you should be exempt from pain because maybe you actually ate it or you started the act of eating by actually lifting it. So the Gemara is going to keep going on with this and it's going to get very, very detailed about can you compare these cases or not compare these cases, right? Um, because right? can you really compare these? In the case of the arrow, you can't have placement without lifting. In other words, you 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 have to have both, but you can't you can't if you lift it just by itself without the placement later on, without it going and resting somewhere else, it's not a malacha. But with this case of the fat, you can eat it without actually lifting it, right? You could bend down and you know, like sort of like a you know, eating off a plate without a utensil or something like that. Inami or Right in the case there, the case of the arrow, if he wants to take it back, the arrow after shooting it, 
He can't take it back. Once it's gone, once that malacha started, it started. But here he could, right? If he could lift the fat up and then he could put it back down and say that he's not actually, uh, that he's not actually going to uh, eat it. So then they're going to go through what the difference is between these two types of, uh, of scenarios um, themselves. But I think, you know, just pay attention to the Gemara is going to get into a lot of discussion about this whole concept of, uh, of lifting and sort of develop a case later on, right? I'm just because I, I can't read the whole doc here. But they then go on to a case about somebody who steals a purse on Shabbos. And so again, the question is, is he chayev for the theft of the purse, right? Or is he chayev, or, you know, because as soon as he picks the purse up, he stole it, right? But what if he then carries the purse basically later on? And then the question is, what if he drags the purse? So I just, you know, similar to sort of the eating question that we had uh, on yesterday's stuff, right? About all the different ways, you know, you could, you do you put the food in your mouth? Does somebody else put the food in the mouth? If you put liquid in your mouth, they're really sort of trying to break down what is the act of carrying it itself? Again, fascinating. It appears in Kitubot. We had some discussion like this in Masachat Shabbat. But, uh, you know, I, what I'm seeing the theme of these types of, pa- of pages are is they're taking sort of like very typical actions that we're doing and they're breaking them down into very, very finite, smaller actions. And then basically asking the questions, at what point do we consider it that full action? At what point do we consider it eating? At what point do we consider it caring? Um, and I think it's like a really interesting way to think about some of the things that we do because we have to in a halakhic system because that's when we understand where the moment of sin, right? Where the moment of prohibition actually takes place. Wow. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm actually going to pick up from there or rather depart from there. I would say that the next bit that I want to talk about on the one hand, it's talking about it's continuing the conversation, but it also, as we've seen, happens in Ketubot, really has a departure to another topic. So I'm on the top of a bet, and it's talking about different kinds of kinyanim, and part of the question is, you know, what could you do to acquire something in such a way that you would end up being exempt from, you know, from whatever whether it's a matter of an Isra Malacha or it's a matter of payment or whatever. So the Gemara says, you know, it's talking about if you have a case of dragging and you move on, you do like a little bit of dragging and a little bit of like walking and a little bit of dragging, a little whatever, right? You end up with a situation where you are not really walking and carrying, right? You're kind of just slipping it along and maybe that's enough to get you exempt, Okay. Possibly. Then, so the Gemara makes the point that this is, you know, there's a case where you stop to rest. The person stops to rest, and that's it, right? If he stops to rest, then it's a, then that's its own kind of case. But the Gemara says if he stops to rest to, to adjust what he's carrying on his shoulder, well, then he's going to be exempt. Meaning his pur- purpose is with regard to the thing that he is carrying. Then the Gemara goes on, and this is the part that I think to be is perhaps the most interesting. It wants to ask, um, this question itself is not always so interesting, right? The question is, who, who holds this opinion, right? Who is saying that you're going to be liable when you're carrying something, right? Is that sufficient? Is it sufficient to make you liable? That opinion, according to the Gemara, is 
Hamari ben Azai here. It lines up with the opinion of ben Azai. The Amar mahalech keomed dami. The idea is that the at least from a halachic perspective, that somebody who is walking is like somebody who has stopped. Now, of course, from a physical perspective, that is uh, almost a comical statement, right? To say that the person who's walking is like keomed is like when someone who's standing. It's the you know, it's really, they're, they're the opposite. But the way the Gemara kind of conceptualizes the fact that walking is like stopping is that if you, you know, use your imagination and slow down what it means to walk, and then you have kind of like a stop in between every step, right? And so therefore, when you're walking, it's essentially as if you were stopping, not moving at all, because again, if you were to slow it down to to, to an incredibly slow, slow speed, you would see that each, you know, people, a person's walk is basically a stop on one foot until there's another stop on the other foot. So then the Gemara says, okay, fine. That works, right? Meaning we're talking, if that's, if walking is like stop, if walking is like stopping, and we're saying that each step is fundamentally like a pause, then we're going to say that that initial picking up of the item is not part of the labor of hotza'a, right? Which is goes back your day into what you were talking about. But then the Gemara says, but what happens if you throw the item into another domain? And now I feel like we're back in Masachat Shabbat and Masachat Erevin, right? These are those topics. The Gemara refers back to this case where, you know, what about, again, what about if your way of conveying the item from one domain to the next is by throwing, you know, shouldn't you then be exempt? Because you weren't just carrying it. If, if You know, again, it's the opposite of carrying it. Yes, technically, you might have lifted it at the beginning, but the way that the item moves through the domains is pulsion through the air type of thing, and not because you were carrying it. So the Gemara says, you know... In that case, all of the examples of where we're going to say that the person is liable is where there's actual walking. And then the implication is that if you throw it, then you're going to be exempt because the, and now this is where the the commentaries make this clear, what hasn't been clear at all through the, these few, I don't know, these few lines of Gemara, where it says, when you throw the item, you know, again, that's taking it from the one domain and throwing it into the other domain, and where you're not walking, you're not carrying it, nonetheless, the person is, or or perhaps not nonetheless, perhaps specifically, that is where a person would be exempt from payment. Why? Because the way that you are transferring this item from one domain to the next and the theft of the item itself happen at exactly the same moment, namely in the act of throwing. As opposed to, let's say, again, like if you were carrying and walking, then it would be, um, then your act of carrying that takes, where you take acquisition, you're not yet stealing it. You won't be stealing it until you cross domains. Yeah, I, until you cross domains, whatever. It, it, conceptually, again, it gets really complicated because the idea of when is the theft? Is the theft when you pick it up? Is the theft, is that called taking ownership of it? But it only counts that you've done so when you shift into another domain. And when would you be culpable for carrying on Shabbos when you shift into another domain? So, you know, again, the question of can you can you get, um, can you have two punishments for that same one act that gives you two fundamentally different 
you know, uh, characterization, ways to characterize that at act and therefore punishment. Sometimes we see here, sometimes um, the example is, you know, that you're going to be exempt. The part that I love most about this, of course, is just this point that the person who is walking is like the person who is standing. And then the fact that, like, let's add to the hopper the case of throwing, meaning the Gemara really explores the same way that it did back in Shabbat and back in Erevin, this idea that there are many different ways that you could convey one thing, from one domain to the next, and the implications are significant, meaning it's it's not the different ways you convey have different implications for at what point does somebody become culpable, would they be exempt, and so on. Um, okay. The Gemara goes on, really, to talk to go on to talk about this business of the public domain and the violation of Shabbat, you know, within it. I'm actually going to pause here or stop here until, you know, we'll come back to it tomorrow. But um, the, I would say that a lot of where the Gemara goes after this, not entirely, but a lot of it, is material that we ourselves together have reviewed, you know, back in those Masachtot where this was their main topic. Um I'm looking at the duff because there are interesting tidbits that I might want to read, but no, I'm going to have some self-control. I'm going to say thank you for joining us. Um, that's our duff discussion for the day. Rank us, re- review us where you get your podcast. Uh, come talk to us on our Facebook page and tell us what you think of this stuff. I would like to thank Rabbinit Michelle Farber for hosting us on the 100 website. And until tomorrow, go and learn. 